Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Happy New Year, guys. I am so excited to welcome you to year 2023. God has been faithful to us in the Reconciliation Ministry. I'm thankful to God for you. I'm thankful for your life, your family, your career, your growth. Everything about you makes me glad, makes my heart glad. And I pray for you that in this new year, God will cause his face to shine upon you, that you will go from glory to glory to glory in Jesus' name. In case you missed it, the theme for the year is Jubilee, Jubilee 2023. And you know, in one word, this is the year where our joy will be full. You know when the psalmist said that his cup was running over, literally, that is how our cups of joy will run over in 2023. And I cannot wait to tell you, I told you so in December, right? <laughs> God is so, is so, is so faithful. He's, he's amazing, right? Like, I can't, I can't exhaust, you know, just thinking about his goodness there is a long list of even the seemingly um mundane things right things that you wonder oh things that don't seem like miracles but indeed you'll be shocked i think i've shared this before that i've had bell's palsy before and that made me you know really appreciate my lips like my low and um upper lips because that is why you can speak that's why you can speak properly you know that's why you can eat well lips so mm-hmm. like god is faithful even blinking because when you have bell's palsy you can't control one part of your of your body and all that i couldn't blink with one eye and it was crazy like really crazy and i don't wish that experience on my worst you know worst enemy so the simple things like you know blinking and all those things you won't count them as miracles but indeed if you see somebody that is struggling with that you will know that ha god has done so much and one one key one one key thing to do when you are getting you know your feelings are like ah maybe because you know you're not seeing the red sea part or you're not seeing water come out from a mountain and like god is not really working but if you take out time to you know when this the person that sang the song that said name your blessings you know count them one by one you it will surprise you what god has done i want this to be our attitude 2023 take your time to say okay on monday god did this he did that he did that you know just take a mental stock of your day and it will put you in perspective to know that God is working. God is, ah, God. God is amazing. What a good God. What a good God. I could, like, take the entire month just to talk about God's goodness. For real. Like, just to remind us of where we are coming from, where we are, and where we are going to. God brought us thus far is our Ebenezer. I don't know how your um, 2022 went. For some people it was perfect. For some it was in between, you know. It was good today, not so good tomorrow. In the midst of 
everything that you must have gone through, you must have seen the finger of God. You must have seen the hand of God in your experiences. Because it's not by chance that you and I are here. The fact that we are here is a miracle. It is proof that it will get better. You know, I've said it before. The fact that you are still alive, <laughs> that's proof that it will get better. I don't know if you've eaten rock bottom before and you're like, there's nothing worse than, like, nothing worse than this. Guess what? The fact that you're still breathing means that after rock bottom, what happens? You, you, you spring forth. You come back up. If you throw, you know, something into the water, when it reaches the, the, um, the base of the water, it won't stay there now. Right? It will move. It will shift. And guess what? You won't even reach, you won't get to rock bottom. You won't get to rock bottom in the name of Jesus. It won't get worse than this. Affliction will not arise the second time. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has afflicted you in the past, I put a stop to it in the name of Jesus. Whatever has troubled you in the past, I put a stop to it in the name of Jesus. This new year, all you will be hearing will be congratulations. 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 I felicitate with you. Congratulations. I'm pleased to inform you that that is all that you will hear in the name of Jesus. However, you have set your goals. We took a whole month, right, to talk about reflecting, meditating, and planning ahead for the new year. Because, like somebody said, January 1 was another day. It was a Sunday, the day after Saturday. And, you know, as ash as that Sunday, that's the truth. Because nothing is going to change overnight. Except you start to see it as a big deal. So if we repeat the things that we used to do before, guess what? 2023 is just going to be 2022 Pro Max. Right? But nobody wants that. That's why for this month, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we'll be treating new beginnings. I hope somebody's excited. New beginnings. You know, it's the beginning of the year. Let's, you know, let's do something cliche because i'm sure that there has been many you know sermons podcasts resources speaking about the new year and i hope you're not tired of all the um, information because you can't be tired because you might feel like oh i don't need this i already had it in church yesterday but guess what somebody beside you might need it you may not need it today but you might need it tomorrow nothing is to waste right and you can't even get familiar with the word of god praise god so like i said we'll be treating new beginnings this month and by god's grace we'll be seeing what is new beginnings what are we beginning new <laughs> that's under so odd right we'll be seeing how we can you know have fresh starts what we can do what we should stop doing how to move ahead how to ensure that 2023 is our best year yet, right? And before I forget, I hope you already said, and 2023 made sense. If you haven't, it's not too late to please declare, decree, and you know, just speak about the new year. Be hopeful, be full of faith, be enthusiastic about this new year, and watch how it is going to play out for you in your good, in Jesus' name. Amen.
The first thing I want us to, you know, remember, I always say this, is that the best of God is in the future. It means that as this is a new year, God is not going to, you know, um, deal with you the same way he dealt with in 2022. No. God is saying, even though you've experienced some, some milestones, even though you have money, even though you have good health, even though there's nothing on your prayer list again that you feel that um, God should do ASAP. But guess what? God's best is always in the future. So it means that this is a new year, even if you don't have any prayer points, even if God has done everything on your, on your prayer list, God is going to do what? Do more. Because God doesn't um, glory in the past. He doesn't settle and say, oh, okay, yeah, she has a house, she has a car, she has kids, you know, she's fine. Mm-mm. God is always looking out for how your life will be better. How you're going to spiral from who you are to who you ought to be. And you might feel like, oh, I've gotten everything that I need. But have you checked to see where God wants to take you to? Because in your own eyes, you might feel like, oh, you've, you've, you've gotten to the peak. You've gotten to the um, height of your career. And God is saying, there is still more. God is saying, put back the net, right? God is saying, fish again. God is saying, try again, because there is still more for you to do what? To take out from 2023. God wants us to be dependent on him. I've always said this. There is no self-made anything anywhere. If you, if you enjoy, you know, giving yourself ovation and say, oh, or giving yourself accolades rather and say, oh, you did that. Elder, in this new year, you stop ten, taking the um, taking the glory of, you know, whatever happens in your life because you shouldn't. God wants us to be dependent on him. He wants us to have our livelihood in him. He wants us to enjoy companionship with him. He wants us to, you know, live through him. So in this new year, I'm encouraging us to please, as it is, you know, day two of 365. I want you to desire that my first new beginning in this new year is to be totally dependent on God. Many of us, we are beautiful. There's no place we enter that, you know, people will not give us favors. Many of us, we are skilled, you know, we know what we are doing. Many of us are intelligent. Just by ourselves, we can get so many things done. But imagine how far you can go in this new year if you are totally dependent on God. Please don't run this year without God. I beg of you. I beg of you. Don't be fooled into thinking that you can go far in 2023 without God. You cannot. Nobody can. You can't go far without God. You might be skilled. You might be intelligent. You might be resourceful. You might be hardworking. Whatever thing you have that, you know, makes people say, oh, this babe, she's, you know, she's the babe. She's the happening babe. She has it covered. She has it on, on lock. Don't let people's um, accolades deceive you into thinking that you can undo your life yourself. Like somebody would say, there's one um, lady I follow on Twitter. She will say, God cannot mismanage your life. 
And so I want you to take that as, you know, an instruction for you this year. Tell yourself, God cannot mismanage my life. And so as a result of that, be totally, recklessly, irresponsibly, quote and unquote, dependent on God. Depend on God like you are not going to put in any effort. You know how babies, babies have no worries. They know that you will give them food. So all they have to do is to cry. The moment they cry, in fact, so for some babies, they will not even cry. They will just grab, you know, their mother's breast. They already know that, okay, this breast is the one that always has milk. By the time they start wrestling with your breast, the mother knows that, oh, okay, it's time to feed. Babies don't have to do any work. They get fed. So this year, even though we are being encouraged to put in the work to do, yes, you have to work. But when it comes to dependence on God, depend on God like you are not going to be putting in any physical effort. Depend on God as if, you know, you cannot do anything by yourself because indeed you cannot even do anything by yourself because that work you think you can do, you can only do by grace. No matter how skilled a footballer is, if he has an injury, he cannot do anything on the football field. He cannot score any goal on the football field if he has an injury. On the sick bed, nobody cares about how intelligent you are. Nobody cares about how skilled you are. If your health fails, right? So you know that even the things that you are, you know, familiar with, even your comfort zones, the things that you can do while you close your eyes or while you go to bed, you need God's grace to do them. So this new year, tell yourself, God cannot mismanage my life. And let that, you know, word that I told you somebody puts online, let it direct your path this new year. Rely on God's instruction. Rely on God's leading. Let God tell you what to do at every single time. It's not basic. It's not, oh, Shebi is just food. Shebi is just um, text. Shebi is just to pick what I will wear. If we can take our time to, you know, depend on God for the clothes we'll wear, when it comes to big decisions, imagine how easy it will be for you when you're already, you know, you're already used to hearing from God over clothes, over meals, you know, over the places to go, the friends to keep. When it comes to life-changing decisions, it just comes to you naturally because you're already used to doing what? Relying on God totally. Another thing I would encourage us to do this new year is to close the book on 2022. Now, I don't mean that the things you were doing that, you know, proved to work. I don't mean shut them out because indeed, you know, someone also um, put it online that even for your goals, for your vision, it's not every time that you have new goals. Sometimes you might have to just, you know, develop or Continue the goals you had before. Like, if spiritual intimacy was your goal in 2022, this new year, you just have to do what? Continue from where you stopped, right? So, I don't mean, oh, abandon everything that happened in 2022. No, I mean, close those of 2022 in, in terms of the um, regrets, the adinos, the, the what-ifs. Do you get the things that you feel... You could have done better or the things you feel you you did not get close the door on them now this is a fresh page this is a fresh start you can determine 
by God's grace, how your year is going to end, if you look ahead, remember that Lot's wife could not leave the outskirts of Sodom and Gomorrah because she was focused on the things she left behind. Now, her dependence was on what she had, forgetting that the person that supplied her never runs out of resources. Now, let's let's um, imagine that maybe she had gold and money and all those things in the house. She relied on the things she had. She relied on the she she relied on physical possessions, forgetting that God is able to provide much more than what was lost. God, one of the things that God told us in 2023 is that this is our year of recompense. This is the year that will be heavily compensated. Emphasis on heavily compensated. So what have you lost in 2022 that you're looking back to, that you're holding on to and is, and is you know, dragging you back to December 31? The, day is to, the year is already you know, going. This is, you know, by the time you're hearing, this is January 2nd. Before you know it, it is, you know, December 25th, again. So I want to encourage us not to look back. Please, always look at it. Remember that your God doesn't look back. That is why he will not remember the things you did in the past. That is why he does not remember who you were before you came to Christ. That is why he does not hold you by your sins. God always looks ahead. He always looks into the future right so also as a child of god make it an habit to look into the future make it an habit to look ahead don't hold on to you know your past mistakes you are human after all you are not perfect you made the mistake you know that you made the mistake perfect what can you do to remedy the situation now you have to do that's why we spoke that we we have to we have to speak about um meditation how did i contribute to where i was in 2022 what are the things i did I remember that um, in 2022, we released like an accountability um, post or something. Maybe I should look for it and, you know, send it again for us to use. Just evaluate ourselves. What were the things I did in 2022 that contributed to our... Maybe you added too much weight. How did that happen? You were not, you know, very active physically. Maybe you overate. You ate too late. You were doing too much junks doing too much sugar you know taking responsibility is part of moving ahead now that you know the things you did what do you do you you look at remedying the situation not holding back to ah let's just let ah can it be I did not eat that um shawarma in december ah if, 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 if only i had worked out in november you are you are still regretting that in january please lord of god look ahead right tell yourself i am going to look ahead you are going to look ahead in 2023 and i trust god that as we go in the new year there is fresh grace upon our lives for exploits fresh grace upon our lives to do more to see more to touch more of god in the name of jesus because of god i call you blessed bye
Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace of God for the month of January by the help of the Holy Spirit, we started treating the topic new beginnings, right? And um, I want to believe strongly that our minds have, have been opened or maybe in the process of opening and um, we are seeing in, in a clearer perspective why we need to believe strongly that God is in the business of new beginnings, right? I read an article that said that um, God is, is a master of the news and, you know, new as in plural then with s and you know it just struck me that yes god god is an expert in in raising news in beginning news in in um raising awareness that is able to start afresh with whoever is willing and humble enough to recognize that what they had is past glory amen looking at the story of the prodigal son right you know that his father's resources did not go down it was his resource that went down and he had been struggling you know and even recognized himself that he was living worse than the people that you know that were working for his father he came to that conclusion himself that see even at home, our servants don't live as as terrible as I am living. And it went back home. And the Bible made us to understand that his father didn't ask him questions. He wasn't chastised. He wasn't um, abused. He wasn't judged. He wasn't punished. Rather, his father threw him a party. You know, more like telling him, you're welcome home. I have been expecting you. And this just shows to, you know, tell us about the Father's art, about God's art. No matter what you think you have done, no matter what you think um, transpired in 2022, maybe some of us enter 2023 extremely burdened with guilt of all the things we've done in the past. Like, ah, I did this, I did that. Remember that when it comes to condemnation, God never condemns. So if you are having thoughts of condemnation, feeling like you're lost, feeling unloved, feeling unforgiven. Know at that instant that it is not God's spirit. Now, God's spirit can convict your heart to realize that, ah, I just did something bad. But it stops at the place of conviction to make you realize that what you did is bad so that you won't do it again. And from there, you have peace because you have been reconciled with God, right? You ask for forgiveness and that's that about that. But you know that spirit that keeps telling you, you that you did something in 19, you that you did something, you know, that spirit that keeps reminding you of your, of your past, of your guilt, of your burden. I'm telling you today that that is not God's spirit. So what do you do? You have to realize that, you know, the word of God made us realize that you are a new man in Christ. All things have passed away. All things have become new, including who you are, including your slate, including your past. Right? When you came to Christ, God forgave 
and forgot about everything you did. So some people might wonder, okay, what about the sins I committed today? Guess what? In Christ, your Adamic nature to sin was crucified. So that does not make you a sinner. It only makes you somebody that sinned. Now, the difference between a sinner and somebody that sinned is that a sinner is in a perpetual place of condemnation. It means that that person has been condemned. But you as a believer, you sinned. It means that you are you you went you went out of what your um, normal identity is. It's like if a president's um, son is eating on the street. Now that does not it does not tally with who he is. It does not tally with his identity. So it becomes weird. How is a president's son able to eat on the streets? Why is he eating as a beggar on the street? So he raises awareness. People start asking questions. Why is this person's son, you know, living like this? It wouldn't be strange if you see a beggar's son eat on the streets, right? It is easy to say, ah, that is who he is. That is how he was raised. You can easily write, you know, that person off. But if you see a rich man's child eating like a beggar on the street, it raises concern, right? That is what happens to you as a believer. Your Adamic nature has been crucified in that naturally you have the capacity to do what? To live above sin. Does that mean that you will never lie? It is possible that, you know, you lie. Now, what do you do at that point in time? You must realize that you are not a sinner. You have only committed a sin. And what do you do as a child that has committed a sin? You ask for forgiveness. And, you know, God forgives you. Does this give you liberty to say, ah, since God is going to forgive me, let me continue lying? No. Because even as a child, the fact that you can pick meat from your mom's pot without her questioning you, does that give you liberty to empty the entire pot wouldn't you raise concern about how much of a child you are if your first thought is she she will not talk let me finish the meat in the pot that's not what comes to your mind first right so why is it that when we talk about you know our identity in christ people start to ask questions like eh what if i continue sinning why do you want to continue sinning being a man in Christ, having the capacity to start afresh, having the capacity to, be, to live in your new beginning, living above sin is your birthright. So your first thought should not be, what if I continue sinning? Why are you as a child of God glorifying sin? Why are you as a child of God glorifying weakness and saying, this is what I would rather do? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to put your focus on who is able to carry you through. Who is able to remind you that you are not supposed to, as a child of God, do this and do that. Will you make mistakes? Well, you are human after all. But you don't live in mistakes. You are not a mistake. You don't live in your mistakes. You don't dwell on your mistakes. Should you, because... You have capacity to, you know, for, ask for forgiveness and be forgiven. Take that as a green card to go and start sinning. That exposes the condition of your heart. If your first thought is, ah, since God is going to forgive me, 
I will just, you know, do this sin. I will just steal, or I will just commit fornication, or I will just commit adultery. She be God is going to forgive me. What does that tell you? It shows the condition of your heart that you are not even the child of God to begin with. Because if you enjoy sinning, because you think that you can ask for forgiveness, it exposes the condition of your heart to know that you have not even begun your new beginning. Amen. So, like I said, God is in the business of starting afresh with whoever is humble enough to identify that I have enjoyed past glory. Now is time for the new. Jeremiah 3.10 says, I, the Lord, say, you and your people are saying about this place. It lies in ruins. There are no people or animals in it. That is true. The towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem will soon be desolate, uninhabited either by people or by animals. But happy sounds will again be heard in these places. Once again, there will be sounds of joy and gladness and glad celebrations of brides and grooms. Once again, people will bring their thank offerings to the temple of the Lord and will say, Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good and his unfailing love lasts forever. For I, the Lord, affirm that I will restore the land to what it was in days of old. Now, background story is the fact that, you know, um, Israel was under bondage, you know, and all that, and after in the in the year of jubilee right they had um the permission to go back to their land so they go back to the land and realized that things had changed you know the land that was that was bubbling before you know, imagine coming back to your land after fifty thousand years it won't remain because you know what had happened things have become desolate and God told them, I know you have identified that this place is desolate. But guess what? I am able to spring it back up again. And I'm saying to somebody today, God identifies that there is dryness in your life. God identifies that, you know, where you are is no longer comfortable for you. God made you. And since he made you, he knows what you need. He knows what you deserve. He knows what you desire. He knows what will make you happy and lively. And God is saying, I have, I have identified that where you are at the moment is a dry land. Maybe you are in the valley. Maybe you are in the desert season. And you are feeling so dry. You are wondering, can anything happen again? And God is saying, for I, the Lord, I will restore. Now, restoration is simple. It means that God is able to bring back as though nothing ever happened right so in that desolate land in that dryness god is saying i am able to spring forth the new i am able to replace i am able to restore so like i was saying maybe many of us enter 2023 feeling bodied and wondering can it get better from here what else can be done is as all hope not been lost I bring you good news today. I bring you glad tidings today. God is saying, For I, the Lord, will restore. Now, I want us to, you know, take a moment this week and, and next week. We'll be speaking about obstacles, you know, on the way of 
new beginnings because you wonder why is it that God has said it time and time again that I have new beginning that I have the capacity to enjoy new beginning that is able to start afresh with me how come many believers don't live in new beginning now the first reason is because many of us we have old wine skins our hearts our minds are made up of old wine materials and so when God is about to do the new, our hearts, our minds are unable to conceptualize what God is about to do. Remember that when God is speaking, God, you know, we identified in the previous episode that God likes us to see. You know, you will use words like behold because God knows that the moment you can see, you can conceptualize it and you can become it. So when God wants to pour in you new resources, this is a new year fresh um, slate, fresh anointing. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the fresh page of a new book. But many of us, we want to write new things on old paper. Now, imagine that, you know, somebody writes really clean. Somebody writes, you know there are some people in primary school or secondary school that really had fantastic handwriting. You would think a computer typed or a, a computer wrote their books for them. They are mostly the teachers favorite you you would usually find teachers telling them oh write on the board for your classmates or give your notes to your classmates to copyright now imagine that there is a scruffy book if imagine a book that has been soaked with palm oil imagine palm oil pepper you know a very dirty book imagine the worst condition that a book can be on now imagine the best calligrapher in the world now calligraphy is the process of you know of writing writing beautifully writing legibly right now imagine that the best calligrapher in the world is about to write on a palmer coated book no matter how well the person has written the writing will not come out well because the paper the substance upon which the words are being written is full of dirt Nobody is going to notice the beautiful handwriting because the substance upon which it is being written is dirty. That is the same way some of us, that is the same way our hearts are. Maybe you've been battered. Maybe you've been offended. Maybe people have wronged you. You might have baggages from the past. You might have hearts from the past. You might have childhood trauma. Things that have been done to you that have, you know, conditioned your heart to feel like, this is how, you know how people, some people will say, ah, people are wicked. And they will carry on that idea that people are wicked. That they will never come around anybody that is good. They are the only good people. They are the only good, um, that person is the only good person in the world. Every other person is a suspect. Have you met somebody like that before? That they would, you know, nobody is good to them. Nobody has been good to them. They always see themselves as one man mupo. I listened to a short clip from Reverend Funke Adejum or some days ago. She said, if you see an ungrateful person, flee. Because the thing that ungratefulness does is to make you short-sighted. You will never come to appreciate what people are doing for you. Because you feel entitled, you feel ungrateful. And she said, if you see an ungrateful person, run. An ungrateful person is very, very deadly and is very, very wicked. And I agree. Ungratefulness can make your heart plug in a way that, you know, your heart will be like an old wineskin. So when God is trying to do new work in you, 
when God is trying to take you through a process, you are unable to fathom it. You are unable to conceptualize it. You are unable to live in that reality. Because as God is pouring new wine in you, your old wine skin is rebelling. Your old wine skin is fighting against the um, internalization of the new wine. No matter how, how, how sweet a meal is, if you bring a plate from a sockeway and they serve it with fried rice, nobody's going to eat that food. Chebi is just the plate. Now, the food is nice, yes. But nobody's going to eat food from a plate that is dirty, that stinks. So many of us, we have not been able to come into our new but not being able to live the life that God wants us to live 2023 because of the condition of our heart. And so I want to challenge somebody here today. I want you to take a mental survey of your heart. Think about where you're coming from. Think about where you are. Is there a way you've been sabotaging? Because many times we self-sabotage ourselves. Now self-sabotaging is you being in the way of your progress. You being the reason why you are where you are. That's self-sabotaging. Where you are a huge contributor to why you are where you are at the moment. So I want us to do a quick exercise, right? Do a mental survey of your heart, of the condition of your heart. Is it possible that you've not expressed the new because of the condition of your heart? Is it possible that you have been ungrateful? Is it possible that you have unforgiveness? Is it, is it possible that you've been selfish? Is it possible that you've been greedy? Is it possible that, you know, there's something lurking in your heart that you've, you've not, you know, expressed, that you've not, uh, you've not um, made open? And the more you cover it up, the more you, you know, romance the old wine, the more it will keep repelling the new wine. Let me say that again. The more you keep romancing old wine skin, the more it will keep repelling the new wine. And the more it repels the new wine, the more you do rinse and repeat of where you are. So that's what would make some people stagnant. Why they would, you know, start January feeling moody and end the year still feeling moody. Because they have refused to let go of, you know, the past. They have refused to let God work on your heart to show them that I am a God that can replace, that can restore. Does it mean that people will, will stop offending you? No. As a matter of fact, it is best as a person to let go before you are being um, said sorry to. Because guess what? Some people might never say sorry. In fact, they might never see a reason to say sorry to you. So will you keep romancing your heart because you're waiting for closure? Before you're waiting, because you're waiting for somebody to tell you sorry. It might never happen. You know, in Yoruba um, movies, African magic movies generally, when somebody hurts another person, after they would just write 30 years later. And after that 30 years later, the person that offended them would have realized that what they did is bad, you know. They will not come and now everybody will not sit down in one sitting room. They will not say, yeah, Mr. It might never happen for you. Your abuser might never say sorry. You know, as a matter of fact, you can meet your abuser 30 years later, and that person is still telling you, you deserved it. Yes, I did what I did because you deserved it. And you wonder, see who I have been, you know, hurting myself over. 
see who I have been holding back, you know, from exploring life, from, from doing exploits. See, see who ruined me, quote and unquote. But your abuser is, you know, living life. Of course, the ways of the, of the, of the wicked will not prosper. No matter how long a wicked person lives, judgment comes upon them. But guess what? <laughs> judgment is not in our hands, right? God is the God of judgment. God is the one that would judge, you know, whoever has hurt you. So in the process of, you know, judgment coming and all that, the person might even ask for forgiveness from God. And of course, God will forgive that person. And you might be where you are, still feeling that, still feeling that hurt. Still feeling that pain, unable to move forward. Whereas your abuser has, you know, asked God for forgiveness. And God, being a loving father, has forgiven that person. I don't know if anybody is understanding what I'm saying. So, Lord of God, please, I encourage you this week, as you are listening to me now, just do a quick survey. I'm, I'm very positive that... As you are thinking about it, one person's name will drop in your heart. By yourself, just let go, right? You might struggle. I do this a lot. Mentors, I struggle. And what I do is to tell God how I'm feeling. God, this person hurt me. This person, ah, it pained me a lot. Father, help me. I tell God that way. I'm not going to hide and say, Shabby, God said we should forgive him. Yeah, forgive him. Mm-mm. I come to God as I am and I tell him the same way I'm feeling. Ah, God, this person offended me. Ah, God, he pained me. It, I, I will tell God the way I'm feeling and I will let him take away the hurt from my heart. I will let him take away the pain from my heart so that new wine can come into new wine skin. Because of God, I call you blessed. Bye.